All right, hello and welcome to week three of the Gazette High School Sports Podcast. I'm Matt Votor, joined as usual by our Gazette High School Sports experts, Kyle Grabowski and Adam Hargraves. Let's go right into it. Uh, both of you guys had covered high school football games last Friday night. Kyle, both of you guys saw, Kyle saw a traditional rivalry. Adam saw maybe a budding rivalry somewhere down, down the road. Kyle, you saw Frontier lose to Greenfield. Kind of give us some impressions, things that you took from that game. Well, it, it was a really, it was the fastest first half I'd ever encountered. Like, I, I looked at my watch when halftime happened, and I was like, oh, okay, like, Greenfield's up 6 nothing. It's been, like, half an hour. This is going great. And then they proceeded to go up 14 nothing, mostly on the strength of their passing game. They just uncorked bombs on Frontier that was... Really, the Red Hawks were trying to stack the box against Greenfield running back R.J. Bird, which was the right move because he just ran roughshod in their opener. But um, Frontier came back from a 14-0 deficit to tie the game, and it eventually went to overtime where uh, Frontier scored and then missed the two-point conversion. And Greenfield scored on a goal line fade, and so they went for two to try and win it. And... Literally everybody in the stadium knew they were going to give it to Bird, and there just wasn't anything they could do. They gave it to him right up the middle, and he just jumped in and got dogpiled, and Greenfield celebrated like crazy because it was the first time they'd beaten Frontiers since 2013. Kyle, you, from, from this game, Frontiers always, seems to always be in the thick of things in their, in their league, in their division and things. What do you take from this going forward for, for Frontiers? Is how How damaging a loss is this or how damaging is it to your opinion of of what they're capable of i think it it does knock it down a little for me at least just because they are a team that's that's going to have to win a certain way where they're just going to have to keep you bottled up on offense and really force you to make some mistakes just because they don't have a huge team both in terms of depth and in terms of size of the players they they are they're very fast they have athletes and they just they need to be able to get onto the edges and get their athletes out into space and create chunk plays to beat these teams and if you have someone like Greenfield who's going to ride a really strong running game keep the ball away from them and not really let them get into their rhythm it's going to be tough and now they're a game behind even what even if Greenfield does stumble and maybe you don't have to deal with that head to head but they're just there's a lot of teams in that league that are going to be jockeying for a position and if you're already starting off on one that's a tough place to kind of move forward from but they do have a lot of time so there's it's they're not in the best place but obviously it could be a lot worse we'll talk about frontiers big game coming up with palmer later on in our game of the week segment adam you saw the first ever game between Northampton and Smith Folk, really that there's more symbolism to that, the two teams in this town playing against each other. So Northampton won that game comfortably. What did you see from Northampton? What did you see from Smith Folk? Well, I saw uh, Ham quarterback Jake's kind of break out in his second start. Uh, he had five touchdown passes, four of them to uh, Andrew Gregor-Shevitz, who uh, was basically unstoppable. Uh, Smith Oak didn't really have anyone who could guard him, and inexplicably, they didn't really have safeties near him. It was all kind of one-on-one coverage. I think Smith Oak has some base coverages, but they don't really do um, anything that's exotic or uh, um, you know 
game plan worthy. I think they just do base stuff. Um, so Jakes was able to find Gregor Shavitz downfield quite a bit. And on Smith Volk, Smith Volk's side, uh, Jake O'Reilly, uh, their quarterback, he, you know, he played his heart out. He had about 80 yards rushing, uh, went out of the game with a big gash on his head towards the end of the game. Um, with the game decided, fighting for extra yards. But the thing about Smith Folk is that they do have playmakers. Parker Affhauser returned a kickoff, I think, 75 yards. Troy Benedict had a 65-yard uh, reception. And the game was fairly close. It was 28-18 in the fourth quarter before Hamp scored 21 unanswered uh, to finish the game. Big, As you said, big game for Tom, for Tom Jakes. I know that was that – was, uh... Important for you, you have him on your uh, in your high school football fantasy team, and so that five touchdowns will give you a uh, lot of points. Uh, it'll be interesting to see for Smith Folk. That was a nice sort of game for them to test themselves against against a bigger program, and and sort of sets a, a bar a little bit for them going into some of their uh, some into some some games against teams that are more in their weight class. Yeah, yeah, forward. that's what the coach Ryan Burnett said after the game. You know, they can go into their schedule. Um, having faced a really tough team in Northampton, and, and be ready. A lot of ways that those games can sometimes be swinging the heavier bat in the on-deck circle to, to give, you a, give you a feeling that whatever you face going forward is, uh, is, is a little bit more manageable. All right, let's move on to the honor roll. And as we do that, if this is a segment that you'd like to sponsor somewhere down the line the, uh, that, that is available, you can uh, contact, if you're interested in sponsoring any segment on the Gazette High School Sports Podcast, you can uh, send an email to sports at gazettenet.com. One of us will respond to you uh, and connect you with the right people in advertising. Anyway, starting with the honor roll, Kyle, you have a pair of volleyballers this week that, that uh, stood out for you. I do, and they um, are kind of doing two, two different things. Lauren Davenport from Frontier, she had 13 kills in... Um, and a five-set comeback win over Minichog. You have the Red Hawks down two sets to none against a, a regional power, but then they just kept fighting and came back and won in five, and Davenport was a big part of that. And then for for East Hampton, I have Autumn Pinard, their setter, who had 24 assists and five aces in their win over Belchertown, which is significant for them because last year East Hampton didn't win a league game, and as of us still recording this on Wednesday, they are the last team in their Southern League to be undefeated in league play. So it's it's a little, you know, she played great, but it's also kind of a little nod to them for the, the turnaround that they've made. Certainly when you have a player playing that position, being that, that effective, that can make a lot of players around them better, and that, that certainly can go a, a long way for a team trying to make a turnaround. Yeah, I, I think definitely. If you have a good setter, that it's if you can put a ball in a place that's easier to get to, easier to reach, and gives you more shot options, that just makes it a lot easier. It's almost like when the point guard hits you right in your shooting pocket as a basketball player. Adam, uh, tell, tell us about it, an Amherst football player who makes this week's honor roll. Oh, running back Alex Fernandez in a blowout, blowout over Belchertown, ran for 96 yards, uh, four touchdowns. I saw him. Kyle has him on his uh, I'm very ecstatic. Um uh, in week one against Northampton, uh, Alex Fernandez was very elusive. However, he was elusive running 
away from people sideways running 30 yards to get a three-yard gain. So it it looked like against Belchtown he was, you know, getting getting upfield and uh, powering through for some scores. So that's good for him. Kyle, you got a boy soccer player for us? Yeah, um, Ben Anderson, who I probably need to apologize to. I may have accidentally written Ben Arnold once, who is a former Frontier player. But Ben Anderson for Hopkins scored four goals and a big one over Granby for them. If you'd like to uh, also sponsor Kyle's apology for name being wrong segment, that's also available. Adam, you got a girls soccer player? Yeah, uh, Amherst goaltender for the girls team. Riley LaPack, uh, last week she had a game against Southwick. It was a draw where she had 21 saves. And, you know, I talked to Amherst coach Lauren Murdocko quite often about the team, and uh, she says that Riley is constantly keeping them in the game with her play. So uh, that's off to Riley. Kyle, uh, kind of not usually – we won't usually have a, a full team in, in the honor roll, but this was a uh, special circumstances in field hockey. No, this this definitely deserves it. Um, Am- the amateur field hockey team had not won a game in more than two years, and they beat Franklin Tech three nothing. You had Rachel Kowal, Lindsey Campbell, and Sora Green scoring. Sora Dahlman had an assist. Um, Lydia Sullivan two saves. Ty uh, Amaya one save. But really, just you you see this program that has struggled for. The you know for the last two years, kind of finally taking this huge sigh of relief to just get that win, so they can kind of move on and think you know they don't have to worry about losing all the time. It's kind of a, a situation where you've got to stand before you can before you can walk, and it seems like that that's the first step for Amherst. Yeah, and they, their coach just said that you know they had this huge sense of relief. They were all so happy, and she was glad to finally be able to say like, hey. We won, not, oh, you know, we did these good things well or, you know, we're building on this, but to actually finally be able to point at a result and say, like, look, you know, this is what we keep working for. All right, this week's football game of the week is in South Deerfield where Palmer is at Frontier. Uh, A big game for Frontier, as we mentioned earlier, as they try to get uh, back on track, back into the the thick of things. Um, Palmer is... uh, Coming in at two zero, obviously a, a a big situation for them um, to try to try to keep it going. So, Kyle, you saw Frontier. Give us give us your thoughts on uh, on what people should what should stand out in, in that game. Well, I would imagine for Frontier, the plan was to hope that they would be two zero, and this was going to be a big show me game. Like, hey, we can hang with these larger schools and this this team that made the playoffs last year, but. Now they're they're staring at something where they might be below five hundred after it if they lose. But Frontier is going to be something where they don't really throw the ball all that often. You're going to have four or five guys potentially carrying the ball. Matt Hildreth will play quarterback, but he also runs. And then they'll set up Bryce DeBose at one of their running backs, who they hand the ball out to a lot. They'll occasionally line him up at quarterback and just wildcat sweep right or left and just really try and control the game that way and then occasionally you just get a quick handoff to Aaron Landry and he's gone for 12 13 yards and so it's it's an interesting offense because they keep everything really tight at the snap and you get a lot of misdirection you get a lot of motion after the snap just to try and confuse defenses to think you're going one way and then all of a sudden 
your running backs going the other way. So I think they are a team that needs to play in a close game because they just don't have they don't have wide receivers. Their coach told me they have ends. So I think they're just a team if they can keep a game close and be able to run their offense normally and not have to be in a scramble situation, a situation where they have to throw the ball a lot, then that's the easiest path to victory for them. Alrighty, we'll get to we'll uh, get to your prediction in that game momentarily uh, as we go into high school football picks. Last week was was a draw, and unlike in Las Vegas boxing, no controversy around. You guys both finished with the uh, same record, which means Adam's still up two as we head into this week's picks. So, Adam, given uh, given that you are the leader, you. Uh, We'll start with you, Ludlow at Amherst. Who do you like? I, th- I think Amherst will get another win, uh, handing the ball off to Fernandez. Um, so Ludlow's 0-2, so I'll take Amherst. Kyle? I also like Amherst. I think they've been, for the past two years, trying really to build to this point where they have competent football players and they're putting themselves in a position to be competitive and, and to win on a week-to-week basis. Plus, as Adam mentioned, Ludlow has been rough the past couple of years. Smith Oak, similar place, trying to uh, get themselves in a position to uh, be competitive on a week-to-week basis. Uh, at 1-1, one one, they will head northwest to Buckland for a game against Mohawk. Kyle, who you like? Um, you know, I, I just looked at it and I thought, let's let's do it. Let's let's go let's go pick the Volkies. This week, because I, I think just between what O'Reilly has shown us the past couple of weeks, I think he's a guy that can swing a game. And, you know, I, I just figured at some point they're going to get this thing turned around. And all indications point out that this might be the year. So I'm going to try and get in on that stock early. Adam, is he right? I agree with everything that Kyle said, except for the fact that Smith Folk's going to beat Mohawk. <laughs> um I love what I saw out of Smith Folk, uh, you know, the heart and uh, the talent that they have, you know, the skill positions are all there. Uh, but I just don't think they'll beat Mohawk. Alrighty. Uh, Smith Folk's opponent last week was Northampton. Northampton's opponent this week will be Longmeadow, always the daunting uh, matchup for, for any Western Mass opponent. Adam, You've seen Hamp play twice. They have any chance against the Mighty Lancers? I don't think they're going to beat Longmeadow at Longmeadow. Um, Longmeadow has a couple running backs, uh, Kazenzi and Moseman, uh, very good players who are back from last year who gave them trouble in the playoff loss. Um, I know that Longmeadow is going to devote a lot of attention to Gregor Shevitz. And that will uh, that will have to that will leave Jake's to uh, throw to other people, uh, Jake Britton, Henry Doherty. But I think uh, with the running game and a seasoned defense that Longmeadow has, uh, I'll take Longmeadow. Kyle, is there any chance of an upset? I'm I'm also going with Longmeadow. It's not obviously it's not the same Ham team, but it's probably not the same caliber of Ham team that knocked off. Longmeadow, the, there's not as much talent, and they're still kind of finding their identity. And you can't beat a team of Longmeadow's caliber without knowing exactly who you are and exactly how you're going to do that. Well, Thursday night football action: South Hadley at Putnam. 
in Spr- in Springfield. Kyle, both of those teams need a win. Who's going to get one? I think it's South Hadley. They have played a really daunting early season schedule, and I think that they do have talented players. They've just been very young, and the the only thing about getting young is eventually you you get older and you grow up and you learn what you're doing. And I think a couple of weeks in, this is the week that they get things turned around and figured out. Adam? Well, I saw Putnam last year um, against Northampton, and they did look pretty good. Uh, saw that they have a lot of players back, so I'll take Putnam. All right, next up, Franklin Tech at East Hampton. Kyle, what do you think? I think East Hampton reinforced last week that they are a good team after they beat Mahar 52 to nothing, and I think that they are going to continue to be good and win. Adam? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. They they were close to Taconic, blew out Mahar, and I, you know, I think uh, Franklin Tech's not the best team, so I think he's tamped to win. Alrighty. Uh, Belchertown, the, the struggling Orioles, Heading north and west to to Adams for uh, I mean to I think Williamstown to to face Mount Greylock. Uh, any chance for Belchertown to get off the proverbial Schneid? No. Kyle, it's um, not the best color man in the league for nothing, folks. So, um, yeah, no, they're they're not. Greylock is very good. It's it's a long trip after the Berkshires. This this is not. It's the classic trip to the Berkshires for a team that's not playing very well. It's an easy pick. I feel like we should have foreboding music anytime the word Berkshires is said on this podcast. Okay, finally. Probably not because then I'm just going to say it all the time. (laughs) Finally, then the the game of the week. Palmer at Frontier. Kyle, is is Frontier going to uh, get back on track or is is this one uh, going to put them further into the hole? So this is one where... I try and I've thought to myself a couple of times, if I show up there, is one team going to be just bigger than the other and just have a lot more guys and bigger guys? And the answer is yes. Palmer is going to show up with more athletes and bigger dudes. And, and whenever I've seen that happen, the team that does that wins. So I'm going with Palmer. Adam, can Frontier overcome bigger dudes? Yes, they can. Uh, Palmer had Ryan McCarthy last year. He was a big part of their offense. Um, he's gone. I think a lot of Frontiers players are back, and uh, I think they're just going to run their way to a win. All right, so we've got we've got a couple of uh, couple of games uh, that you guys are different on. So chance to uh, chance to see some fireworks in the in the uh, weekly competition. Alrighty, uh, for for all of our football picks, high school, college, and pro, you'll see those. Uh, you can find those both in the paper and on. GazetteNet.com. If you want to follow along with Adam's coverage of a Friday night football game, you can do so at Hargraves24. Kyle, use 140 character brilliance is can be found at Kyle G R B W S K. And if you are liking what we are saying on this podcast and you aren't subscribed yet, you can do so in a plethora of places. You can listen to it on SoundCloud. And if you prefer your podcast delivered directly, you can subscribe on iTunes as well as the Google Play Store. 
and pretty much any of any podcast app where you can you can find us popping up at. I've, I've heard people on several different ones. I'm myself. I'm a am a Castbox man, and so you should be able to find it pretty easily. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week.